see trees of green Red roses too I see them bloom For me and you And I think to myself Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone of all ages. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, or on Facebook as Mesquite Fine Art Center, also on Facebook, the Art Box. Welcome to the Art Box, where today we have Jackie Zimmer and Larry Zimmer joining us. And how are you guys? I see you around the art gallery all the time. We try not to be there more than necessary. (laughs) We are there a lot, though. Yeah, and then you wear that shirt that says, I'd rather be golfing. (laughs) Yeah, I do have one of those. I wouldn't rather be golfing on 115 degrees. Yeah, why does the September seem... It's because it is. Hotter than any other one. Well, even in Salt Lake, they've set records. That's 105 today. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yep. So, Jackie, where were you born? I was born in Salt Lake City. Where you really? Born and raised. Spent most of my, well, all of my adult life in the area. Yes. Uh, I went to school there in college. I graduated from Westminster. Yeah, you brought brothers and sisters? Uh, one brother, one sister. I'm the baby. You're the baby. Mm-hmm. By how? By how? Long? Uh, three years. By three years. I have years? a brother that's that's uh, three years, six years older than me, and then a sister that's three years older than I am. Okay. Parents spaced you guys out just right. Well, yeah. They say I was. You know, the last one was. Oh, you're not going to say a mistake. No, well, we're, they, we're not going to hear that. But she, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't. Uh, she, but then in the same breath, she said, "My mom said, but I wouldn't trade you for the world." <laughs> Okay, Mom. But. <laughs> yeah, but. But it's still a baby. Yeah, a way to make yeah. me feel good. Yeah, no. It was good. It was, uh, I too was, uh, I, my parents were divorced when I was a very young uh, child. I don't even remember, you know. So, yeah, it was pretty much the kids and Mom. Occasionally Dad, but mostly Mom. Yeah, and what, what did you do? Did, did, you t- did you take art classes? I did not take art classes, and my mom would say, and she didn't take singing lessons either. No, I didn't, Mom. <laughs> I was always loud, but not good. See, and we, we can get into it when Larry starts talking here, but how many of us started art late? Rachel, you got to be quiet because you're just a baby here. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I, I did not take any art lessons. Well, I, I take that back. I remember in seventh grade, my first, you know, in junior high, I, I took an art class from Mr. Meek, and I, I mean, it was it was just a, I don't remember any technique or anything. It was just crazy, you know, just an elective, I guess. But no, I didn't take any art classes yeah. or, or play any instruments. I played the recorder in third grade, but I don't think that counts, you know. Hot cross buns. <laughs> yeah, hot, there you go. Hot cross buns, yeah. Um, no, I'm not musically inclined, so, and I didn't have any art art lessons. However, I did teach myself, well, I had home ec in, in high school for, you know, I did take some sewing then, but pretty much just kind of figured it out on my own and watched some videos and asked some people questions and my daughter asked if, if I'd make her a quilt, and I said, sure. <laughs> and she says, you can do it, Mom. She goes, You're, you know how to sew? And I said, well, I know how to sew, but quilting's a different thing. So I did it. I, she had a bunch of T-shirts she wanted me to put together for a, from her, her sororities, and she's had plenty of them. And I said, well, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't know how long it'll take me. So I did it, and it, it was quite the project, but I'm proud with how it turned out. Really oh, happy you did with it, huh? Yeah. So we, so we can get a picture of that and put it up on, on your page when we're, sure. we're done with this? Sure. What size was that project? Like a twin size quilt? Uh, or? Oh, it was a, a little over queen size. It was a, like a... Wow. Yeah, it was... That's for my first one. Yeah, I was like, holy crap. What a lot of t-shirts. Stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of t-shirts, a lot of filler material. And yeah, it was, it was 
It was a project. And that's some of the more uh, rewarding part of being self-taught is that you really go after the lessons that are more applicable to you. Right. So that's really is a good way to fast track passion is being (laughs) (laughs) self-taught. Sure. Yeah, I I think you're right. Did you watch any YouTube videos before you did it? Many, 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 many. And I still do. Did they help or did they hurt? Um, It was helpful, but not... I mean, it was, it, they were good. I'm not, some were helpful in different ways and others were like, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's a good resource for sure. We have a friend here in town, I mean, you know, Betty Conway. She's a golfer. So mm-hmm. I figured you may know her. But Most of the town is. <laughs> she made a quilt for her husband out of his ties. Oh my. Okay, he kind of had an executive position for years or whatever. Right? So he had a lot of ties. All of my ties, the kids would take to their waiter jobs and they would have stains on them so my wife could never make me a quilt but she has a quilt there in their house that's completely made of ties talk about a lot of t-shirts <laughs> yeah no kidding Oof. a lot of ties. ties yeah and uh, tie fabrics are usually cut on like the sideways mm. of the fabric so that makes it stretchier and just a pain to work with yeah i can't imagine <laughs> I, I hated i hated wearing them so uh, what about you larry well, I was born and raised in Michigan. You were born and raised in Michigan? Yeah, out in the country on a dirt road on a river. and uh, Not in the van by the river, though. No, no, no van. Had our own dock and boat and all that stuff. When I was 12, my parents and grandparents got tired of the Michigan winters. So we moved to Florida where we had vacationed a few times. That didn't work out quite as well as where, they had thought. Where was it in Central Florida where you said Central Florida? We, Mount Dora. We, oh, okay, Mount Dora. Yep. It wasn't far from us. We lived in Lake Mary for for one year, 18 months, one week, 12 hours, 14 minutes, 32 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, we were just back there in June. My dad retired down in Bradenton, Sarasota area. So we were just there in 100% humidity and 100 degrees. We were glad to get out of there. That much humidity, you're just drinking the air. (laughs) Yeah, we golfed several times and yeah, it was was tough. When I was 15, we, my dad had a friend in Utah, came out and visited and liked it. So we moved out here. It was uh, Twilla Valley, just west of Salt Lake. Graduated Twilla High School in 1983. And I was gonna go to the U, but parents decided to get divorced that year. And I was a decent student, but not a scholarship student, shall we say. And uh, decided to join the Army. Went in and became a military police officer. And was stationed Alabama, Massachusetts, Texas, California, Germany, and Korea. And I was actually a bodyguard for a Swedish general in Korea. Because a lot of people don't know on the DMZ between the North and the South, they have what's called the Neutral Nation Supervisory Commission. I see that's something new, I didn't know that. Yeah, so a delegation of Swiss and Swedish officers take care of all the meetings between the North and the South because they're technically neutral. Yes. Well, they also have to have protection because you never know what's gonna happen there. So, yeah, I had a Swedish general that I, and his wife that I drove for. So I wasn't on the DMZ a whole lot. That's where my, my barracks was, but we were in Seoul most of the time. That's where they did most of their business. And I was halfway through that uh, deployment. And my mother was diagnosed with ALS and parents were divorced. So I came home to take care of her and had to get a job and hired on with the highway patrol. Did that for five years and then went to the Murray Police Department for 22 years and retired from there. So can I ask you what you like better, Murray or the Highway Patrol? Murray, 100%. (laughs) Yep. Well, I I guess that was a dumb question on my part because obviously you left the Highway Patrol. Yeah, people have this idea that Highway Patrol is the highest paid in the state and that just isn't true. They're usually the lowest or very, at that time they were. So at that point I had my first son and the second was on the way, and it's like, I, I got to find something else. And thankfully, uh, I had a buddy that worked at Murray, and during, at that time even, there were three positions open, and there were 400 applicants for those positions. Now they're lucky to get 10 applicants for a couple openings. So that's the difference in law enforcement now. Yeah, a friend whose son is a police officer in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and I guess they're having to consolidate because they can't get the fours. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully, law enforcement in Utah is still 
pretty good, I think. Most of the people still respect law enforcement and hold them in high regard. And They did when I was in there, too. I hired there in 94, so that was just the beginning of the meth craze where we were finding meth labs and sheds and trunks of cars and kids' bedrooms, and uh, that was crazy for a while. But thankfully, after 10 years on graveyard shift, I got the opportunity to work for our community-oriented policing division. So I got into neighborhood watch, teaching kids, kindergarten, fifth grade, and seventh grade, the D.A.R.E. program, talking about drug, alcohol, all that kind of cool stuff. So, and I was a school resource officer at a junior high for six years. So I had a thousand junior high kids that I was in charge of. So that's, you can imagine what that's like. <laughs> that's got to be a nice break going from uh, policing or patrolling regularly to then teaching or talking to the children and sort of inspiring a future where they don't go down that path. It did. It really, I don't want to say it saved my career, but you're kind of seeing it around around the country or when you only see one part of society, you get pretty jaded about it. Teaching kids really did give me a whole new outlook on my career, I should say. So are you going to tell us that you liked junior high school age? I did. I actually really enjoyed it. There's always problems, but, you know, it, for the most part, I really loved it. Okay, so that's two people. Um, Joyce Rednick, who mm-hmm. teaches Desert Doodles. Mm-hmm. She was a school secretary in, in a middle school, and she said the kids were joyful. Yeah. And I told her, I've never heard that before. Now it's twice. Yeah, 12 to 15-year-olds. That's a tough age. Because okay. i got to say, not just me, but everybody in my junior high school was, we were horrible. <laughs> He's laughing. You, you too, Jack? You were terrible? Well, no, come on. Well, I was no angel either, but I, yeah. you know, teaching them was, was okay. <laughs> yeah. Teaching, you can have those blinders on like I didn't see that. <laughs> Rachel, you just graduated junior high school, what, six years ago? <laughs> oh, it was yesterday. <laughs> so, it was yesterday, I'm sorry. So how were you in junior high school? Uh, I actually was in junior high in 20, 2007. 2007, I got out of 7th grade. 2008, I got out of 8th grade. I'm really lucky that way. Uh, 2012, I got out of 12th grade kind of sequential business, but me and my friends are a bunch of nerds, just listening to international pop music and drawing in our spare time. And at one morning when the grass was just extra dewy, there was yard duty out watching us. And what my classmates would do was run really fast and then slide to catch the dew and see who could slide the furthest. So mom's laundry nightmare, but that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, but I guess guess mom could complain about something else worse than green pants. So, how'd you two meet? We met online. Did you really? Yeah. Yep. I got divorced in 2012 and kind of didn't quite know what I wanted to do, but, you know, I was online on dating apps and we met online. Went to coffee and the rest is history. True story. <laughs> and, and then you made a tea time 10 minutes later and the rest is history. <laughs> Pretty close. I'd never golfed before in my life other than just kind of putt-putt. And then we started golfing, and it's it's a long process. I'll tell you, you don't become a good golfer overnight, Mm-mm. not by a long shot. Mm, I'm and 70. I, I'm still not a good golfer. And <laughs> I didn't even – I said, I, I'm not going to give you any pointers. You need to take a lesson because I can't – That's you don't want to teach your significant other at no. that time or spouse how to golf. I don't no. want how bad you are to reflect onto me. <laughs> that's not, yeah, I can't take responsibility for that. <laughs> So you golf and you do art? Yeah, I started my art, I guess you'd call it, with the, the Virgin Valley Rocks Association here on, on Facebook. That's We just have a Facebook page. So we, we paint rocks and leave them around town, usually at the right across the street of the library. We have a little spot there in the planter box oh, okay. where people can come and they can leave a rock, take a rock, bring their grandkids or whatever and take a rock and enjoy it for however long they want and bring it back or keep it if they want. 
Do, do, do you sell any rocks at the, uh, the gift, gift stop? I do. Some of the, it, it evolved to the point where I started carving rocks with my Dremel and spending a little more time and money on them. So I will uh, take some flagstone and paint or carve on it and put it into a piece of wood that I find out in the desert. And people seem to like it. They like it for their homes. So I've sold quite a few of those. Is the, you said Virgin Valley Rock Association? It's just Virgin Valley Rocks on Facebook. Virgin Valley Rocks. Is that an open Facebook group? Mm -hmm. You just join it. And cool. Yeah. Find yeah, it. you can see what we're putting out there and you can do it yourself. Post when you hide a rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just kind of do, well, right now I've got a bunch of Halloween rocks ready to go out and then we'll do some Christmas rocks here coming up. And I've done a few political rocks that some people like to comment on, but <laughs> I, I try to not to do that very much, I guess. Yeah, no political rocks. Yeah. You can always push some buttons with art. It's an open platform. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs>
uh, it was like a home economics program enrichment thing where we'd make quesadillas or like paint little gorillas or do these quick projects. So when they had taught us how to make these pin cushions that were smaller than our hand, I was just so excited at how needle thread and a flat piece of fabric could be whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I'm like stitching on my jeans or seeing on Mr. Rogers' television program, how they'd go to a teddy bear factory and die cut pieces of a teddy bear out and sew it together to make a 3D teddy bear. Uh, so at that age, I was just so interested in taking things apart, putting it back together, that I'm seeing the shapes and cutting it out of the wrong fabric and sewing it together by hand and making a flappy headed teddy bear. Cool. <laughs> it's the arts all around, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it? Yes, definitely. Yeah, like Larry, just don't be afraid to start something new. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, the, the first show that I entered over here, I won third place in People's Choice. So that's kind of that kind of motiva motivated me to keep going. I haven't won anything since, but hey, I keep trying. People's Choice is fun because you have the rest of the community that gets you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, I had it framed and it's hanging up on our house right now. So what was Congratulations. it? Congratulations. It was an abstract piece with shapes and I, I kind of started an art doing acrylic pouring. I, I'd see it on Facebook or Pinterest, and I thought, hey, I could do that. And it's not, it's not as easy as it looks. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kind of get into the different techniques of that, and that's what I do. Is I, I like to use it as a background now. So you can you add silicone into your paints, and it makes these different cells and shapes and everything. And, and then I'll do something over the top, whether it be shapes or a, I've done, you know, owls and roadrunners and things like that, too. So... You know, just I like to do many different things. And I'm not, I, I mean, I like watching Bob Ross, but when you've seen one landscape, it's kind of, I don't know, I, it's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so I like and, more whimsical things and, I don't know, interesting things to me. Yeah, and using pouring is definitely interesting because it's like using gravity as a medium. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, if your stuff isn't level, it's going to go right off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, you mentioned Bob Ross. He's going to come up in an episode here soon because I had no idea who Bob Ross was. Really? Really. Wow. I, I know no art. <laughs> so, and I had uh, a guest recently say, Bob Ross. Yeah. Was like, Happy trees. I was like, what's Bob Ross? So I went and looked it up, and it's one of the first um, where I input something in the podcast. I put it like ding and I say just in case you don't know who Bob Ross is just like me here's who Bob Ross is yeah he was a PBS regular for decades oh, I, know, I know that now but I didn't know before yep. and, but obviously I've seen him mm -hmm. very distinctive yeah very distinctive hair mm -hmm. aren't you a photographer Steve maybe oh, I, I mean just curious yeah. yes you are but Correct. we all are we all have our cell phones oh, so true true and that's another thing I, I learned on one of your the pot one of your pot, the podcasts recently is it uh, from from Randy. You, yes, you need to get your photos off your phone and onto your computer and do some editing. Play around with them, mess around with them. Okay, that sounds okay. I'll put that on my list. More things I want to do. So, are you are you two photographers? Only with my cell phone. Yeah, I don't even own a real phone anymore. A real or a camera. real camera. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the landline. He has a landline. Well, I did. One of the things I did in my law enforcement was I was a, a crime scene investigator. So this was before digital photography. We had to learn how to use f-stops and shutter speeds and filters and and different uh, flashes and all that kind of stuff. And so I did learn a lot of that. But then once digital photography came around. It just came so much easier, and every officer was issued a digital camera, so now I didn't have to get called out at 3 in the morning to take pictures of a broken window or something. So was, that, I, was that good or bad? It was good for me, because yeah. we you'd get called out, and you'd have to get dressed, and you'd have to go out for literally a picture of a broken window or something, where the officers could do it now with just a regular point-and-shoot camera. They would still call us out for you know the serious crimes, obviously, but... A lot of it could be done with the officer. So since you mentioned, I'm sorry, no worries. you first. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, do you feel that that experience with more traditional cameras gave you an upper hand once they 
features got condensed down to like icons. Some of these features on the modern cell phones, I don't know what they're even giving me the option to do. Yeah, I don't really, I mean, I go in and I edit some photos on my, my, my phone, but uh, back then, it was all pretty much done on the camera and using different positions with your your flash and your shutter speed. But if we had to take pictures like fingerprints and things like that, we had different filters that you'd put in to get bring up that the loops and whirls of a fingerprint. So there was a lot there was I think we had to go it was a month long school for learning crime scene. So there was a lot involved in it back then. But you're you're a real photographer then. Well, back then I was, I guess. <laughs> you, you, you see, Jackie, why I hesitate to answer if I am a photographer? Because I'm not sure what I am. Oh, you're being humble. Uh, you're decorated. <laughs> you win every month, so yeah. yes, you are a right. photographer. I won once. <laughs> well, but I'm like you. That's enough to keep me going. Yeah, man. true. I won. Yeah. You and Randy both win. <laughs> no, Randy wins. Yeah. I think he won three times. So speaking of Randy, and, and you listened to it, actually he was really good, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think a lot of times I have to, we go from one subject to the other and I'll add music in. Mm-hmm. I don't think I added music in for Randy because he was just kind of smooth and he just, mm-hmm. we changed subjects. But he did it so smooth, I was too stupid to know that we changed subjects. <laughs> yeah. So let me recruit for Randy now. Are you guys in the um, the photographic society? No. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't really have a lot of interest in it anymore, other than just doing stuff on my phone. Now, can I interest you guys to come out to, because um, I, I think you'd have fun on their first meeting, which is September 13th, ah, the same day, same as, day the, the as the quilting, but it's at night. Hmm. Um, I'm going to do a presentation and I told him I'm not doing a technical presentation because you've got all these smart photographers there that know all that stuff I don't I'm just doing it on the the art of the adventure of the click so it's just going to be about um, show a picture and tell your story an interesting story of how you got that picture so if you guys are interested in coming out that night Randy would be very happy and you can send me one of your pictures and I'll put it up in my slide presentation and you can get up and talk about it. So throwing the offer out there. Okay, we'll, we'll take it under advice. Yeah, Randy, <laughs> Randy, help me. <laughs> well, Christine, his wife is, lives four houses from us, so we've known her for ever since we moved in. Oh, so should I come over and have her strong arm you guys? No. No. <laughs> So, oh, so you guys live right there, huh? Yeah. So the owls. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got to go over her house and so see cool. the owls. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. She had owls behind her house up on a mesa. Uh, up on the mesa, <laughs> and the mom and the dad mm-hmm. and the three the babies. babies would come sit out there. They're still there. Did she build a barn for them, or they just they came, came out, out to live? Yeah. There's a little. It's not really a cave, but it's more of a, I don't know, crack in the. That's where they live every year. No, you crevice. I set up a my spotting scope in the backyard and I can watch them from our backyard too. I love having wildlife as neighbors. (laughs) I was going to bring up fish, but I won't. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But I will name the animals that we do still have in scenic is uh, where there's bats, there's lizards, there's road runners that we can see from our property. Plenty of wildlife to have as neighbors. Okay. And you have burrows. Burrows? Burrows and see, of course, they're not wild, are they? Is that an animal? The burrow, uh, <laughs> a donkey, an, an ass. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was the first cuss word ever. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah, beep. It's <laughs> <laughs> a technical term. It's an ass. It's an ass. Yeah, I can actually hear them. They're like a, less than a mile from my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not wildlife. No, no. But they have a rescue up there. No, and they are very cute. They're just crazy. Wildly cute. Yeah, I was going to volunteer up there, but I heard if you volunteer up there, the first job is to shovel their poop. Oh. See how I said uh. poop? I didn't say <laughs> Good job. There's the second cuss word. You get a better job as a patron. I'm really curious from you, Larry, because you've traveled so much. Uh, do you ever have like a checklist or a first thing that you want to do when you get to a new area? Not really. I mean, since when I raised my family, I didn't travel a whole lot. I mean, obviously we did the Disney stuff and Legoland and all that back when the kids were young. But when I was really actively traveling, I wasn't tied down or anything. So 
back in that time, it was drinking and getting to know the area. Now a lot of our travel is kind of based around golfing and family. True. Because we're, we're heading back up Salt Lake next week, and hopefully it'll be cooler. But visiting the kids, I have two sons, and Jackie has a daughter, son-in-law. And, and, and they're all, all up in Salt Lake? Yep. So what's your favorite golf course here? Here? Here. Mesquite. Mesquite. Mine is the Palmer. I like that one the best out of all of them. I would, I would agree. I think the, I like the Palmer the best. Yeah. And Conestoga is beautiful, but you get Conestoga and Wolf Creek where you're paying two to $300 a round, and it just, I like golf, but not that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, and I'm not going to pay that much to cuss. No. Yeah. True. But so. we're at Coyote Willows most of the time. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you see us going by all the time. Oh, I'm going to be on the lookout for you now. Yeah. Well, we're going to be on the lookout for you. <laughs> My ours, I have a, a a card sign in the back. Oh, you can tell okay. Ours. All right. So now I know. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't want to tell you where I got that sign from. Oh, it I was can. A, it was another place where we lived. Uh. Not around here. <laughs> so, but there it was in the backyard one day, and I was like, okay, we're moving. This is coming with me. <laughs> well, we talk about the the art center and the need for volunteers and. If you've ever worked for a volunteer organization before, you know that 10% of the people do 90% of the work. So that's always a struggle to get people to come and volunteer to serve the drinks and help out at the front desk. And, you know, we do the art alerts all the time, trying to get people to work more, see some new faces. And so you do what you can do. I realize we're all retired and we've got other things to do, but a couple hours a month shouldn't hurt people too much. And the, I guess the front desk, from what little I know, the, the front desk is the really hard position to fill. Mm-hmm. It is. That's what I understand. But it, it is also surprisingly difficult to get people to get their TAM card and serve beverages. So we're we're slowly adding, you know, a couple here and there, and and uh, that's good. It's, it's needed because they're trying to hold many paint and pours per month instead of just one or two it's has been three or four and then they took off a couple of months because people traveled and whatnot but yeah it's it's uh you know it's it's not easy to get people to commit but once we get them boy we don't let them go (laughs) yeah i have a friend who keeps saying want to go get your tam card should get our tam cards Mm -hmm. like so how many other hours do i have to work right not much. What is a TAM card? They can tell you because they're TAM card holders. Uh, to, total, I think, it, I want to say total alcohol management, but I'm not even sure that's the acronym. But it's yet, in order to serve liquor, you have to have, you have to go through a course on online. You can do it online or you can go ahead and do it um, in, but it, there's different locations around the state, actually. Mm-hmm. It's Nevada. It's, it's, Nevada calls them TAM card. It's called, you're called, it's called, you're called a TAM card holder, if you are certified, well, that's a term, to pour alcoholic beverages. Okay. It's, you know, knowing when someone's had, monitoring someone's intake and when they've had, you know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science, but it's not unimportant either. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Safe babysitting card. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like a food handler's license? It's. It's similar. I mean, it's not like we're worried. We're worried about the safety of, of um, people who've had too much to drink. Okay, That's, so totally different focus. Right, right, right. It's not safe. It's safe drinking. It's like safe food. No, <laughs> in, that, in that way, no, it's not the same. But um, you know, you you have to go through some exercises of okay, you have a person that weighs this much, and or they have a medium build or something. You know. They, it might seem like it's common sense, but I think there's some things that if you don't take the course, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe maybe you want to talk about the course a little bit because hey, everybody in the art gallery should be listening to this podcast, right? So maybe we can recruit some people right now. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's been a long time since I took my took my course, but um, it it's from what I remember, it's about two and a half. 
I want to say two and a half hours it takes you to go through the through to go to go through the information online and and then you can take practice exams and then uh, you once you're comfortable with the you know mastering the, the practice exams then you can go take it um, at I took mine at Mesquite Gaming. Okay, so you can take it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to Vegas no, to take it. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. and then you basically find out right then if you pass or fail, and they'll issue your card and you get it in the mail in a matter of days. So, how many how many of our volunteers have a TAM card? Well, besides you two, he doesn't. I, I don't. don't. Oh, you don't. Um, we have a very short list of people we can count on to less than 10 isn't it less than 10 it's somewhere between five and four or five (laughs) Five. somewhere like that and and that would include me and Dottie and um because some people does I mean where we are in charge of the Larry and I where we're in charge of the paint and pours and the receptions. The receptions. Um, by default, we're there. So, you know, for the last year, I've, I've pretty much done the receptions. But now it's it's getting to be too much. You know, so we're we're working on getting other people to. You know, to some people said, "Oh, I don't want to do the paint pours, or I don't want to. Do, I just want to do receptions, not paint pours." And so we're trying to, you know. I, I would. I would think the paint pours would be. Maybe more fun. I, 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 they are. They are. They are. <laughs> I've never been one here. I've you been. Oh, I've been fun. friends of Goldview, mm-hmm. but never right. one here. You know why they're always sold out here? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, and it's obviously I mean, it's important to have some TAM card holders sure, because absolutely. that's obviously making us money. Oh yeah. Because what we're using here right now, um, Paint Palette and Pour, um, funded mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So thank you, Vanessa. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie and Larry. You're welcome. That's right. All these mics and everything in front of you, they're yours. Yeah, we've done five or six of them. So we've yeah. got the pictures hanging on our wall at home. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so not only have we, yeah, exactly. We've, yeah, we're, we're customers. We're, we're paying customers and we're volunteers. It's so a fun figure. way to have a gallery wall at home. Right. I did that one, I did that one, I did that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I got flagstones out in front of the house from Friends of Gold Butte. Because oh, nice. we'll paint flags mm-hmm. I heard that you guys recently bought a razor. We did. Back in January, February, we bought our first razor, XP1000, because we have a group of friends that all have razors. And uh, I was missing out, going out with them. And it's amazing what's around Mesquite here that you don't know mm-hmm. if you don't get out and, uh, and see what's around here. And uh, in April, we did the ride over to Barton Ranch at the Grand Canyon, north side of the Grand Canyon. So in two days, we did 220 miles. And uh, that was quite, a, quite an epic adventure. And it kicked our butts, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was fun. Really fun. Beautiful. Well, knowing that you guys like to collect rocks, did you get a dump truck version of a racer? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's not a lot of space. I, I have brought some rocks back, yes. I usually do on each each try, each uh, adventure we go out on, but yeah, not a whole lot of space. You leave with waters in the cooler and come back with rocks in the cooler. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so have you been to, to Toro Weep then? No. The race of the Grand Canyon? No. Nope. The mm-hmm. north side? Okay. What's the other one that goes down? Is it Cottonwood? We've only been to the, the Bar 10. It's, uh, and that's, it uh, escapes me at the moment. We've been down to Falling Man, Rock, and all around there. And we went into Overton and had lunch there. And, and up to the Stone Mountains over here and the, the Mormon Mountains to the Stone Houses. And the, what was the one we took to where we were above? The gorge, looking down in. Oh yeah, that was, a, that was beautiful. Yeah, that's on the other side of the mountain, and then on the the radio tower that looks down on the Virgin River Gorge. That was a long ride too. That's cool. Beautiful. Okay, yeah, I know. I know Frank Golden. He drives up there. Mm-hmm. 
quite often. He's always, hey, walk up there with me. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, take, it's take amazing how much water is, is out here in the desert. You just don't know about it. Yeah. And cattle that's out there, free range. Yeah, we know about the cattle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I imagine you do. Yep. We did last year down there. And a lot of the trees, big trees between here and Grand Canyon that you'd never know were out there. So have you been to Pacoon Springs? Okay, that's over in Grand Canyon Parish, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were over in that area. Right. Yeah, there, there's a spring out there and they've, they've fenced it in so the burrows can't, hmm. can't get to it. Yeah, like I said, we've only been doing it since February, so, so we've got a lot of exploring to do. And how about how about there's a steam engine out there right here? Yeah. Oh yes. Okay, yeah. you've you've been to that. Mm -hmm. Never been there. Yeah, there's a steam engine. Yeah, out there. it's interesting. It's cool. full of water, so the the ranchers use it for storing water. And there's there's beer can fence that's kind of in that same area. Yep, never been to beer can fence. Yep, everybody leaves their beer cans up there. There's also Thelma and Louise somewhere that. Yeah, Thelma and Louise. You take a bra out there and hang it on the fence. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been up to the top of uh, the Virgin Peak there where there's another radio tower. Yeah, there's a radio tower there. Yep. Have you been up there to see there's also a, a big game guzzler? I haven't seen that. Up there somewhere. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much followers. We have friends who lead us. Yeah. Yeah. That's we're still what I'm learning. doing right now is listening to all these cool places I'm about to go to. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a lot of fun. Well, we even above it. scenic, there's Elbow Canyon that comes down there, and oh. that's a really rough canyon. Mm -hmm. But there's a homestead up there. A big, somebody built a house up there back in the 50s, I think it was. I think I might have found that. It kind of looks like a log cabin or like a trading post or something, right? Well, right now there's nothing left but a, a cement foundation, but it's, it's almost at the top of that canyon, so you'd have to really be up there to see that. Okay. And there's still cattle up there, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I've noticed just going up there sometimes that it'll be like nothing, nothing, nothing for the longest time. And you're thinking there's no way that other people have ever been out here. And then you see like an old rusted car with a bunch of bullet holes in it. It's like there's been plenty of people out here. Mm -hmm. Is that art? An old rusted car with bullet holes in it? It can be. It can be. I think you've taken photos of some. I guess. Yeah, you just <laughs> want abandoned places. You just <laughs> did one with a, with a yeah. bus, wasn't it? Oh, we have actually the buses in there now. Yeah. But you know, that's from, um, what's it called? The the first church something? Shoot, now. Have you ever been to Goldfield? Mm -hmm. Okay. There's there's a place up there that where they buried a bunch of cars and buses in Nose First. And it's called the first church of the something another shoot, I forget. But that's where that bus is from. Hmm. So, And I, I put a light in it. And, and took some mm -hmm. pictures. And right before I went, a friend said, um, be careful because somebody's putting bear traps <gasps> in those. Wow. Now, I never saw a bear trap. Hmm. That'd be such a mean thing to do. I mm -hmm. mean, like for the bears, sure, that's mean, but especially if you're trying to catch people. Well, there's no bears up there. No, so there's I no bears. Unless they're trying to catch people. <laughs> that's even mean. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Valeri, thanks for coming in here today. You're welcome. Thanks for having Appreciate us. it. Yeah. This is nice. I've known you guys now for several months seeing you around, but we just don't ever get to talk because we're always so busy. Yeah. Rachel, you want to ask the last question? Yes. So I do want to ask you both separately. Uh, Jackie, first, what has inspired you this week? Well, I have been inspired by, uh, I have been inspired to make my, to, to reverse my decision. I was not going to. Uh, participate in the Christmas boutique this year but I've since changed my mind and I've been inspired by many projects that I've seen online and just you know through my browsing and surfing and the internet I found some things that that inspired me and so I've found some new patterns and whatnot and that has inspired me this week to get going. Well I can hardly wait to see them. I bet. I mean either that is exciting. It's it's yeah I'm, I'm excited too. Learning is the best inspiration. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and what about you, Larry? What's inspired you this week? Well, I, I'm working on, it's four pieces, but it's going to be one piece. But it, I'm working on the four seasons, trying to think of cooler ideas right now because it's 112 degrees. 
So sometimes I'll be listening to Christmas music out in the garage when I'm working on my, <laughs> my art. <laughs> so same thing, I follow quite a few different people on, on YouTube and, and uh, TikTok and, and uh, I, I scroll through and see things that interest me and if they do, then I'll try and do something like it. You never wanna copy anybody obviously, but the techniques you can use to create your own art. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now is finishing up this project and I'll get it over to to Jake to get it uh, framed, hopefully in a cool way. And it probably won't sell and it'll sit in our house for a year. <laughs> we'll we'll great way to look at it. <laughs> That's how you know you're sitting with artists if, you, if you're getting ready for uh, autumn and Christmas in September. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True. Yeah. So now I have to ask one more question because you bought it up. Yes, sir. You listen to Christmas music when you're doing your art? Sometimes, yes. Yeah, in January, mm -hmm. or are you are you done with it? I'm done with it then. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was July 25th. I remember the day very well. I'm like, what are you listening to? <laughs> Sleigh bells. <laughs> well, when we lived in Florida, they had it was a big thing um, Christmas in July. Right. Miss Kate started something like that, didn't it? Or is it down in Las Vegas? I don't know. Oh, I thought I saw something local doing Christmas mm -hmm. in July this year. Jackie, when you're quilting, you listen to music. Music. I can't. I can't do podcasts when I'm when I'm sewing. I have to, or, you know, when the machine's going, I have to. I have to be able to hear, because I like to do it through headphones. And so, yeah, I can't. I can't. My attention span is not that long. Yeah, it sounds like mine. Yeah. So it's like I can't multitask when it requires great attention. So I, I do like to. The music I do like to listen to and I enjoy is um, nature sounds, soundscapes, just calming. That's what I enjoy when I'm arting, arting, arting. <laughs> when I'm arching. I listen to Black Sabbath. Yes, he does. And, and <laughs> when I asked him la when I asked him last week, can you please turn that down a little bit? He's like, absolutely not. You can't. What, you, what was your response? I said, one does not turn down Black Sabbath. And I said, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's telling you, you mispronounced Turn It Up wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I usually listen to the blues, though. B.B. King's Bluesville, that's what I like to listen yeah. to when I'm painting. But, yeah, every now and then i got to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, and we're going to have a blues band, I understand, for yeah. the October 1st. Yeah, yes. bluegrass. Yeah, bluegrass. bluegrass. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say blues? Mm -hmm. Bluegrass. bluegrass. Kind of same, but different. Kind of different. Okay, I think that's it. Thank okay. you. Thank you guys Thanks. very much for coming. Uh, Thanks for having so us. It's been fun. It was a blast. Yeah. Um, we're off and running. Okay. That was very fun. That was so nice to meet them. They're such sweet people. Aren't they really sweet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great stories. Great yeah. stories. They've been a lot of places and have experienced enough to be able to share and inspire. Uh, you know what? And they each have, because it all gets down to art. Mm -hmm. So they each have unique art. Yeah, I love that, that separately they have lived uh, things that came together, like falling in love with golf separately that they can do together, yeah. or falling in love with quilting or painting rocks that they did separately but now can do art together. That's really beautiful. Yeah, painting rocks. I'm going to have to, when we leave, after I pack up everything, 18 tons of stuff here, I'm going to have to walk over and he's, they put their rocks over at the library. I wonder if those were the rocks that we had found last time and yeah, didn't that's know right. yeah. about the Virgin Valley painters, rock painters? I forgot the name of the group. The Virgin Valley Rock something. Rock Association, I rock think. Rock Association, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I bet we found their rocks and didn't know at the time. Thank you very much for being here today. Absolutely. And I have to ask you, you know what the question is. Mm -hmm. What's inspired you this week? This week and today, actually, I just finished taking a jewelry making class through the Women's Art Center, Women's History and Old Art Culture Center. That was a blast. It was uh, like a two hour long course. They brought a whole bunch of jewelry supplies for us, beads, and told us we were allowed to make three pieces, uh, no limits, a little bit of instruction, and we just sat back and chatted and built jewelry. 
I had a little bit of experience going in, but they definitely taught me things that I didn't know before. So now I'm excited to go home and make some fall-themed, Christmas-themed, and Halloween-themed jewelry sets. What about you, Steve? What has inspired you this week? Well, you know what? I came in here completely uninspired. Um, and then you told me about your weekend okay, <laughs> and about that you went home and you and Jason made a website for your business. Yeah. And I think that's so exciting. Well, thank you. So when's it going online? Uh, it is online now. If any bugs come up, they're not my responsibility. They are solely the responsibility of my programmer, but <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, wait till he hears this. Yeah, all of the website problems are Jason's fault, but uh, DesertDuckTailoring.com is live and ready to read a little bit about my bio or view my alterations prices. Uh, it also has a link to my Facebook page so you can find Desert Duck Tailoring on Facebook and keep up with the sewing and alterations that I do in the city. Oh, cool deal. I'll definitely be looking up. <laughs> Thank you. And if I have any alterations. And you can come find me. You can. I have a Google text, Google voice phone number, and an email, Desert Duck tailoring at gmail.com is exclusively for the business so i'm ready to take on projects and make people look good okay i will see you tomorrow at 5 p.m mm -hmm. at the art gallery classroom because we are going to interview robert craig robert craig robert craig choreographer right Chore or youth dance instructor yeah he's he's a youth dance instructor with the youth dance troupe that's being incorporated into the Virgin Valley Arts Association. Okay. I'm looking forward to an interesting interview. Probably fun, lots of laughs. Oh yeah, yeah. I love hearing people's ideas and hearing what their vision is moving forward in the community. So, and I think that you'll probably do, be doing some dancing and maybe we'll put a little video clip of that in. <laughs> I doubt it, but I can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay everybody, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, where all accompanying images and links are available on the Art Box page. Questions, comments, opinions, and concerns can be sent to artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Virgin Valley Artists Association. <laughs>